Good evening, good evening, good evening. This is the old in and out and I am Dr. William Schimmel, Bill Schimmel, and I'd like to introduce to you my guest and, I shouldn't say guest, I, uh, my, my co-host, uh, uh, co Brian Dewan. Uh, Brian, how are you tonight? I'm well, and you? I couldn't be better. Uh, and a Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we are just getting to that and a Happy New Year coming up. And uh, Brian, uh, how was your Christmas? My Christmas was good. And tell me how it was good. Well, let's see. I visited some friends, the Lucos, who uh -huh. live up in Oak Hill. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, and they made some wonderful, wonderful food. Oh, what kind? Uh, oh gosh, well, he made a kind of a seafood salad that was made out of uh, octopus and squid and shrimp. Wow. And uh, then he made something that was wrapped in banana leaves. Wow. That I think is a Puerto Rican dish. Wow. Uh, he's Puerto Rican. He used to run a coffee shop on Main Street in Catskill uh -huh. that was called yeah. Retriever Roasters. Ah. And that was kind of a hangout. Right, 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 right. And uh, also, I understand you did uh, did some Christmas caroling. You gave an evening of Christmas caroling. I did uh, an evening of Christmas music. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty long. But it was a great audience. And the place was stuffed with people. And, yeah, and you did this where? I did it in Catskill at Hilo. Yeah, yeah. On mm -hmm. Main Street. And the night before, I did one up in Round Lake, New York, about an hour north of here. Uh, and that was fun. So I had a lot of fun, and I learned some new stuff, like, uh, well, there's a... An animated Christmas thing called the Snowman. Oh yeah. Yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. Da, 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 da. One of my favorites. I had never seen it before. Like a couple of years ago, I saw it for the first time, and I liked the song. And, yes. And so I learned it and did it at the Christmas show. Ah. Uh, can you sing a little bit of it right now? It's one of my favorites. Oh, right. Well, like, oh gosh, let's see if I can remember it now. We're walking in the air. We're floating in the moonlit sky. The people far below are sleeping as we fly. Yeah. That's so really, yeah, it's incredible. That. It's, it's incredible. And you know what I love about the uh, the animated feature? is the takeoff. Oh yeah. That that to me is the the uh, the ultimate, the way they two of them take off for the air. Yeah. <laughs> I recommend that to anyone to watch the movie, uh, the animated movie The Snowman. Uh, it's probably one of the greatest flight scenes in any animated film. Uh, and uh, and 
uh, actually, I, th I believe it was nominated or won an Academy Award for uh, best uh, longer, longer animated animated feature a number of years ago. I know it was up for it. Uh huh. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a masterpiece. I'm glad you learned how. Uh, I'm glad you learned how to sing it. Uh, and you know, learned it. It's fantastic. And how the how do the audiences take to it? Oh well, the first night I did it, there's a, a guy in the audience who I'm acquainted with but don't really know, who is is very introverted, mm -hmm. and uh, but he knew that song and he's English, mm, yeah. So he he remembered that probably from when it came out, which was I think it. I think it was made in 1982. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he just wasn't expecting to hear me play it, so he was really floored to hear it, and he knew it very well. Whereas for me, I'm sort of new to it, even if it's probably a well-known uh, film. It was first a book, and all it was was a book of drawings of of flight of the snowman and uh, the, the little boy of them taking off in various oh. in various flights. That's all it is. Oh, that sounds even better. Yeah, and um, and that uh, you know at the very very beginning, I believe, uh, at least in the old and some of the editions, you hear the voice of the writer saying, you know, it was snowing or you know it was snowing out this morning, and that's when I wrote the snowman. Uh, I don't think it's uh, 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 I don't think it's d done all the time, but I believe I saw something on TV or something of that nature where it started that way. And uh, so I don't know whether that's the the cut that you saw, but uh, there is there is one of those uh, uh, versions where that where that where that appears on. Oh yeah. And that morning, I wrote the snowman when I, you know, when I when I saw looked outside and I saw, you know, what was going uh. on. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, uh, no, it's an it's an incredible it's an incredible piece. I, I also like the uh, the second part too. That ya da da Then it goes back. Yeah. Oh, I liked it, and I like the performance of the original one in the film uh, which is sung by a chorister. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's sung very plainly. Yeah, yeah. Well, fantastic. Uh, I'm very, very, very happy uh, to, to, to hear that. And of course, this is our fifth, uh, 51st show and it's our holiday show and of course tomorrow will be New Year's Eve. And do you have anything planned for that? Yeah, well, tomorrow I'm going to drive to Boston and go to a party there, but also uh, play some music with some old friends of mine and mm. uh, play some songs. You know, some of them that we had done as a, a band that was called The Foul Balls. Ah. So they're rock songs. We wrote them in the 80s, so uh, a friend of mine actually sent me some recordings over the computer, which I haven't heard in many, many years, 
so we might play them in the party. Oh, that's great. That's great. So that will be fun. And, uh, yeah, coming up, well, tomorrow morning is Monday morning Mellotron at oh. Hilo in Pascal uh -huh. with Ross Goldstein, who spearheaded it. So uh, that will be fun. We'll get there bright and early. And uh, that's something you do pretty much every uh, every morning, is, uh, every Monday, is that right? It, uh, every other Monday. Uh-huh, yeah. So it's once every two weeks. Uh-huh. And uh, it's always a pleasure to do. Uh, and, you know, we just play continuously for an hour and a half from 8 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, again, uh, tell our audiences... Maybe most of them know that. Uh, just fill them in again, just for the record. Tell them what a Mellotron actually is. Oh, yeah. Well, it was uh, an instrument made in the 60s, uh, and then there was another instrument that preceded it called the Chamberlain, and they were both keyboard instruments that played pieces, segments of magnetic tape with a recording on it whether it was just a, a single note played for seven or eight seconds by a string orchestra or by flutes or by horns, but then some were just, you know, like sound effects or percussion instruments. So it was like a bank of little tape players under a keyboard, and now they have a digital version of it. But it stopped with all the recordings that were made for those instruments in, in those days. Uh -huh. So... There's this immense sound library in them because there were so many different sounds recorded for them. Uh, but they're all, you know, things that were recorded long ago. And um, what are what are some some pieces already that 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 we that we know that have Mellotron in it that perhaps some of the audiences would be able to recognize the Mellotron? Well, certainly. Uh, the Moody Blues, Nights in White Satin, features oh. the Mellotron prominently. Uh, and, uh, you know, lots of uh, prog rock bands in the 70s used them. Uh, Genesis. Yeah. Yes. Or Led Zeppelin used them. And, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I believe the beginning of Strawberry Fields begins right, with right. the Mellotron. Right. Introduction, so it's it's heard often, but people might not know that that's what it is. It's really like the precursor to a sampler, which is the same thing that you're just playing uh, recorded segments. And Daniel, I think you know by, by Elton John that that opening. Daniel is riding tonight in a plane. You know, I think the beginning of that's Mellotron also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're scattered liberally through popular recordings. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I think it, it was very controversial at the time because it was, it was thought to be like the, the machine that was going to replace orchestral musicians. Ah, I see. I which, see. Uh, you know, it, I'm sure in some ways it did, you know, cut down on gigs they otherwise would have had, but... Was considered a menace, and then later was considered an obsolete and finicky contraption. Yeah, I can, yeah. And, and then, yeah. Then there were samplers, 
I remember samplers too. Uh, the first time I heard samplers that sampled the Mellotron, I ah. thought, well, that that's something that will lend itself to the sampler because it already is a sampler. Right. But uh, I was surprised at how bad it sounded. It was because in those days there was so little memory that uh, you could only sample a single note. Yeah. And then you just transposed it on, you know, either up or down from middle C. So you had all that, you know, uh, sound as though you were speeding up tape or slowing down tape. Yeah, yeah. And so that's every uh, uh, every other Monday. Every other Monday. And and again, where do you do that? At Hilo. At Hilo again, yeah. Mm-hmm. In uh, yeah, on Main Street in Catskill. So those of you who want to hear Mellotron uh, music, <laughs> you know where to hear it. And what time does that start? Eight a.m. Eight a.m. It's nice and early. Yeah. 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 And. Uh, well, good. Uh, uh, I am, uh, my New Year's Eve, I'm playing, uh, tomorrow night I'm playing uh, uh, New Year's Eve at, uh, at Lincoln Center with the Philharmonic. And, uh, and it stars uh, Renee Fleming, and uh, I'm, accompanying, I'm accompanying her and the orchestra, with the orchestra, and a piece by uh, John Kander. Love and Love Alone, uh, and uh, it's kind of a lovely piece, and has a cabaret dimension, and uh, again, should be a festive, should be a best festive event, and so I'm looking forward to that, and uh, that will be my New Year's New Year's uh, Eve. Uh, I'll share a little story. I probably have told this story before, even on our radio show. But it's becoming almost a tradition when I tell this story. It's almost like, you know, every Christmas you hear the night before Christmas, you know, you know, by Clement Moore. Right. Uh, well, this is my New Year's Eve story, which I probably tell every single year, but it's becoming a tradition, and I'll tell it. Um, it was 1970, and I was about to enter a Trappist monastery. I was getting my doctorate at Juilliard. I was visiting my parents at home in Philadelphia. And they went out to a party on on New Year's Eve. I stayed home. And I composed until 12 midnight. I was writing a saxophone quartet. And then I turned on the TV at 12 midnight to watch the ball drop. And the ball dropped, and of course, Happy New Year, everybody was going crazy. Then they turned, uh, the TVs switched to uh, the Guy Lombardo playing in the Plaza Hotel. You oh, know, yeah. That kind of thing. And then, of course, the crowd there at the hotel started, started dancing, and he started playing the beer barrel polka. And they also they formed the conga line, the beer barrel polka. Can you imagine a conga line dancing around the beer barrel polka? <laughs> of all like these socialites and sophisticated, you know, people, and they're all conga lining. So I said to myself, you know, 
I think that the Lord would want me to have some fun. And so I danced the polka by myself from room to room. <laughs> and uh, to the beer barrel polka. And uh, yes, I danced the polka from room to room by myself. I pretended I had a, an imaginary partner. And I danced around from room to room. And then I had a half of glass of ginger ale. And uh, then I knelt down, said my prayers, and went to bed. And uh, I was, you know, getting my doctorate at the Juilliard School at the time. And it was very, it was a very competitive school, and for everything. And it was competitive when we returned after the holidays because everybody would compete about how great their Christmas or how great their New Year's was. It was, you know, it was a competition even for that. Uh, and so, you know, you get, I went back and of course someone said, well, me and my girlfriend, we smoked the greatest hash in the world. And then we, you know, made fantastic love in the middle of the night into the next morning. And then we drank the, the best wine, you know, the best champagne. And, you know, we went, and then we had the, the best red caviar, and then we made more love. You'll hear that, right? Uh, and someone else said, yes, yes. And, you know, when we, we had, you know, double red caviar, and, you know, and we had, you know, a jug of, a jug of, uh, of the best of the best wine and and we had some of the finest gourmet food possible and then we made love for three days straight you know this kind of stuff and then the third person would try and top that uh, <laughs> you know, oh then you know after new year's we made love you know for seven straight days you know uh, uh, we drank the best you know the best the best liquor and the best wine, uh, and you know, we speak, <laughs> uh, and you know, I can go on and on and on and on, and each one just got better and better. So finally, they look at me and say, And what did you do? And so I simply said, Well, I said, I composed till 12 midnight. I said, I turned on the TV, I watched the ball drop. I heard Guy Lombardo play the beer barrel polka as they formed the Congo line. I figured that the good Lord would want me to have some fun. So I danced the polka from room to room. Uh, and then I had half a glass of ginger ale. And I went and kneeled down and, kneeled down and said my prayers and went to bed. And they got so angry because they said, oh, you just did that. <laughs> You just did that to tell us, so you so you could tell us you did it. <laughs> and then they all agreed. They all turned around. They took a vote, and they said, "You win." And uh, so I won that particular contest. They won. I won that contest, and so uh, no one could no one could beat that story. <laughs> and what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's funny because it sounds like, you know, with the other stories, like as they got better and better, they just became more and more of a an inhuman marathon. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, it first sounds like a delightful romp 
of fun and frolic and freedom becomes a dreary Olympic training for days and days straight of wine drinking and love making and turning it into a dreary marathon. Yeah, yeah. And so I wanted to tell that story. It's like, you know, when, you know, for instance, when it's a tradition to, to, uh, to, to recite the story, it was the night before Christmas and all through the house, you know. Um, this is a story I kind of tell every year. It's sort of my yearly story. And uh, I don't think it gets all that, tire, uh, all, all that tiresome with age. Um, I think it's a story people still like to hear. And uh, it's a story I still enjoy, uh, enjoy telling. And, uh, and I'll play a little piece. And, uh, and I think maybe you'll get the idea of what it is. It's for solo melodica. And it's all about bringing in the new year. Happy New Year, uh, a little piece composed by me for Solo Melodica, and I think you may recognize the source material. Underneath the, uh, the scoring, you'll hear bits and pieces of Auld Lang Syne, and at the very, very, very end, you'll hear the horns that you hear uh, when, the, uh, uh, when the ball drops, and uh, was that recognizable to you, Brian? I did not recognize them. I, I was just tuning into the, the, the breaths of the melodica yeah. and the, 
the variations of pressure and yeah. how how it really uh, ebbs and flows. Well, good. That was that was part of the uh, that was a part of a part of the you know obviously part of the process of the whole thing, and you picked up on that, which I'm very 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 glad. Oh yeah, well it's yeah. so funny. I was so kind of entranced by that that I didn't even yeah. notice familiar good strains. Good, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm actually glad uh, that, you, that that it was that it was hidden the way it was uh, hidden the way it was hidden. Yeah. yeah, it was like you used it as an ingredient in some dough. It was the ingredient in some dough, exactly that it was. <laughs> so it was pulverized, but the dough is partly made from it. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the flavor. Well, yeah. And uh, what are some of your up-and-coming things, Brian? Well, I'm going to do a little gallery show in January. Uh up at a little gallery in the town of Hunter, up on top of the mountain. Yeah. And uh, it's a gallery run by the Catskill Mountain Foundation. Right. So uh, I'm going to have a little show up there called Populated Areas. Mm-hmm. Which are just little drawings of of people ensconced in a place in some way. Or they're, they're not regular people, they're abstracted, weird people. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. And, well, what else? And then in March, and I still don't know exactly when uh, I'll be involved in the Armory show at the, the Pierogi Gallery booth. Right. And I will have a little setup there for showing film strips. Fantastic. And I'll probably have some chalkboards up and some other art. And then in April, you'll be joining us uh, at Lincoln Center uh, for yeah. a, uh, a, as part of the accordion event called Accordion Mixology, which I'm curating. And uh, you'll be doing the final day, um, doing some incredibly uh, interesting and novel, uh, novel sing-alongs. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, yes. And... Uh, that would be from April 1st to the 6th at uh, uh, the Performing Arts Library at Lincoln Center, the Astor Gallery. And so put that on your calendar as well. And uh, then, of course, July 26th, 27th, and 28th are the seminars. And that's our uh, 25th anniversary year. And so we... Uh, urge you to put that on your calendar as well. Um, my up-and-coming gigs are uh, starting next week. I go into the rehearsals um, for a new work called uh, 48.8 Psychosis by Philip Venables, uh, English composer. It's an opera and should be a wild experience. And uh, then in February, I'll do the Israeli Philharmonic um, in a version of Puruna Cabezo, I, which I performed in the movie Son of a Woman, and uh, I'll be doing it with the orchestra. And so it sounds like, you know, it's some interesting work, up, uh, work ahead. And uh, again, at the Lincoln Center event, uh, day one will be kind of a, have a classical vibe to the whole thing. Uh, 
on April 1st. April 2nd will be an installation. And that's where uh, the, the videos that Mickey and I uh, have worked on and have produced will be projected against, you know, a lar you know, largely against the wall with other things, an installation that I will, will put in the, uh, in the Astor Gallery space. And uh, the Wednesday, uh, the, the Wednesday, the uh, third will be a, a hands-on day. We'll, we'll have the main squeeze orchestra as carousel figures, as well as zombies um, perform. And we will get children and adults, if, if they wish, involved and interactive. And Mickey will work with me on that. And uh, where they can actually take part in in the carousel themselves, or even in, in the zombie area themselves, and interact. Cool. Yeah, and that should be a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, and April fourth will be uh, sort of a Jewish theme because it will be a lead to a, a film about uh, the Jewish experience in New York. And uh, April fifth is Punk Day. And uh, April 6th, a sing-along day, which is our closer. And so it sounds like a great, it'll be a great event. And uh, it will be a little more informal than the seminars because people will be walking in and out. Like, a, you know, it's a gallery. You know, it's, it's the library. Uh -huh. And the events will be free. And, uh, and so uh, that's, uh, that's what's coming up. And uh, I look forward to all of it. And I'm glad to hear about your work, Brian. And uh, what are we going to be hearing tonight? Well, let's see. I think it'll have to be the snowman. You're going to do the snowman. I'm really, really happy about that. And you accompany yourself. Is that right? Yeah. Fantastic. I couldn't think of a better piece for the holidays, really. <laughs> and so I think I'm going to bring... The, the show to a close. Uh, Brian and I, I will wish you all a happy new year. And Brian, what would you say? I would say, well, now I'm thinking of Mr. Potter in It's a Wonderful Life. When right. Jimmy Stewart runs by and says, Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter. And he <laughs> says, Happy New Year to you in jail. <laughs> I th that that is terrific. Uh, did you say in jail? Yeah, that's interesting. You know, obviously, I'll have to stay on a few uh, a few more minutes. Um, when I was asked to do the seminars twenty five years ago, I met with a few of my uh, few of my friends, and uh, we got together, and I spoke to Mickey, and uh, I said, "Is." this a good idea or is it a prison sentence? <laughs> no. And, uh, and so we all agreed that it was a prison sentence, but the bars were gold and they ex expanded like rubber and that I could enter and exit them whenever I wanted or expand and contract like an accordion. Well, that sounds pretty nifty. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of nifty. There were sort of bars Flexible bars made of gold. 
Wow. And, and so it's not that it wasn't a prison sentence, but it, but it was a kind of a prison sentence where I could open the, you know, expand and contract and open and, you know, leave and return. That's why whenever it's so I easy. Yeah, what's that? It's so easy. Yes. And to get in and out. Yeah, in and out. And our show is called The Old In and Out. Accordions yeah. are in and out. And uh, and as a result, I look I look forward to uh, twenty five more years of hard labor. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to wish you all a happy new year and God bless. And uh, Brian, it was great to talk with you. Great to talk to you too. And uh, good evening, everyone. And this is Dr. William Schimmel, Bill Schimmel, uh, Dr. S. Maurice. Um, I wish you, um, you know, a belated Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And Brian, one final New Year's Happy New Year from you. Happy New Year. You bet. Take care now. God bless.